We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Well, did you read over there where Paul on one occasion said, I'm in a strait betwixt two. I don't know whether to go or stay here with you. He said, be better off if I'd go on. But he said, I guess since you need me, I'll just stay. See, Paul made a decision to stay at that point. But then you read further over where Paul says, I've fought a good fight, I've finished the course, and I've kept the faith. And now I'm ready to be offered. He said, I've done it now, I'm ready to go. So they didn't take Paul's life before he's ready. He said, I'm ready to be offered. I've done what God called me to do, and now I'm ready to be offered. So you see, there's some decisions you have to make. If you will decree some things, you can be set free from things that have bound you all your life. You can be free from it. Now, let me point out some other scriptures to you before we close this out. Go to 2 Timothy, the third chapter. Well, let's read from verse 10. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, and patience, persecution, affliction, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium. Notice he says at Antioch. First he mentions Antioch because that's where he preached the revelation, see. And that's where his persecution really started strong is when he started preaching this revelation. And that's why the messenger of Satan was sent because of this revelation that God gave him. And certainly God didn't give him a revelation and give him something to hinder the revelation as most people have believed. It started at Antioch, at Iconium, and Lystra, what persecution I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Now notice, he said, the Lord delivered me out of them all. Now these were assignments of the devil. This was the messenger of Satan. This was the thorn in the flesh that was continually buffeting him. Now remember the definition that we gave you of buffet. The Greek word translated buffet means to slap with a clenched fist or an open hand. See, it's a figure of speech. It just was a continual thing. It just kept buffeting Paul and causing problems. But notice here, he says, the Lord delivered me out of them all. He was delivered from it. Paul himself says he was delivered from it. And I want you to know that he lived his last days out on the earth in peace and preaching the gospel freely. You see, better than he had ever done before in all of his lifetime. Why? Because he had some knowledge of what Jesus said to him. Now, see, we have to realize, like I said, that we put the apostles on such a high pedestal that we thought they knew everything. But the apostle Paul didn't know at the beginning when he started praying for God to get this thorn in the flesh away from him that he was going to have to act on the word of God to do it. See, we forget that the apostle Paul was not very intelligent in the things of God, in the purpose of God in the earth when he was brought into the kingdom. Oh, he was a highly educated man, all right. He was an intellectual. He had some of the greatest teachers. But you know, sometimes intellectuals don't have any common sense. And Paul had to learn these things. He had to learn all over again when he was born again. And he made some mistakes. For one thing, 
God sent the Apostle Paul and ordained him to go to the Gentiles, and he kept going to the Jews. And every time he did, he got stoned and got cast out and got into all kinds of trouble. Well, are you going to blame that on God, you know? No, it wasn't God's fault. It was Paul's fault. God sent him to the Gentile, and he kept going to the Jews. So you see, some of the things that we run into here could have been avoided if Paul had known some of these things. Now, the only reason I mention I don't mention that to get you to think that Paul just wasn't very smart, but to show you that Paul was not just up there and knew everything. He was just a man like us. And God wrought special miracles in the hands of Paul. Well, he can do the same with you. And you see, we make some mistakes. We're all going to make some mistakes. But I'll tell you, if you'll act on the Word of God and recognize that God's grace is sufficient and act on what God says to do and bind some things and loose some things, then you'll come forth victorious, just like the Apostle Paul did. I tell you, he grew to the point that he knew some things. Because if you'll notice right here in Second Timothy, the fourth chapter, and we've referred to this, but I want to read it to you. Verse 6, he says, For I am now ready to be offered. The time of my departure is at hand. See, he said, I'm ready to go now. Now, in the other place where he said, I'm a straight betwixt two, he said, I've got a problem here. I'm wanting to go on and be with Jesus, depart this life, which he said would really be far better for me. But he said, you need me, and I've got some things to do here, so he said, I guess I'll just stay. Now, see, he could have given up and said, well, dear God, I'll tell you, I'm so tired of fighting these demons and all the persecution that I'm just going to go on, just going to give it up. And he could have gone in. I'll guarantee you, the devil would have obliged him and took him you know, out of the situation there. But Paul just bowed his neck and said, I'm not going till I get the job done. And he didn't go. He stayed around. And by the anointing of God, see, because he said, I'm going to glory in the fact that I can't handle it, so the power of God will rest on me. And I'll tell you, when that anointing was on him, it worked, didn't it? Now notice then that he says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous judge shall give to me at that day, and not to me only, but to all them that love his appearing. So the idea that the Apostle Paul lived all of his life under this thorn in the flesh, and that he never did get rid of it, just won't hold water in the light of these scriptures. Because thank God he did get rid of it. And that's good news, not only for the Apostle Paul, that's good news for you. Because you can get rid of the thorn in the flesh too. There's been many people that have thought that Paul's thorn in the flesh was sickness, and because they thought that, they bowed their knee to sickness all their life. Suffered because they thought they were suffering for Jesus. But I'll tell you, God wants you well. God wants you to know you can get rid of the thorn in the flesh. Your thorn in the flesh might be sickness. But Paul's wasn't. That was not Paul's thorn in the flesh. But granted, it could be sickness to an individual. It could be that Satan buffets you with different kinds of physical problems. Have you ever seen someone that did look like they'd just get over one physical problem and another showed up? I mean, it was just something continually, all time, all time. You know, you get to realize after a while, that's got to be satanic. I mean, that's not just the normal operation of the devil. That's a demon assigned, or several demons assigned to cause physical problems with him. And we know that some sickness and some diseases are caused by 
the effect of demons on the physical body, attaching themselves to the physical body, spirits of infirmities. Jesus said to a little woman one day, said, you're loosed from the infirmity. There are spirits of infirmity, spirits of weakness that attach themselves to the body. So whether your thorn in the flesh is sickness or physical problems, it could be financial problems, you see. It could be other different things. It could be some person or some individual that seemingly has just been assigned by the devil to buffet you, you see. And it's not really that individual. It's actually the spirit that's driving that individual. And sometimes, you know, Christians even end up being the one that's buffeting and don't know they're being used of the devil. But you see, whatever it is, whether it's sickness, whether it's disease, whether it's poverty, whatever it might be, there's victory in Jesus and the anointing of God. For the grace of God is sufficient for you the same as it was sufficient for the Apostle Paul. Now, God didn't think more of the Apostle Paul than he thought of you. You see, there's some things in the Scriptures that if we'll take note of, it'll help you in this light. Peter made some mistakes. You see, he separated himself from the Gentiles and moved over with the Jews there on one occasion. And Paul just called him right on the carpet, as we'd say about it, and said, here you are, you know, teaching this other way. And now when the Jews come along, you pulled yourself away from the Gentiles and won't even associate with them. So Paul just called him on the carpet about it. Now, you see, these things are important to us that we understand them because it makes us understand that these were not just some special breed of people that God was able to use and were just flawless. You know, we've kind of thought the apostles were just flawless and they were just so anointed of God that nobody else could be like them. But I'll tell you what, God is raising up people today. They'll rightly divide the Word of God, get a hold of the message of deliverance and the power of God to operate in the Word of God and set you free from every circumstance of life. Because God wants you well. God wants you prosperous. God wants you in freedom to preach and teach the gospel. And He'll deliver you from every bad situation, just exactly like He did the Apostle Paul. That God delivered him out of every situation. Not one single situation that he was not delivered out of because God's grace was sufficient. That grace was God's willingness. No, it's not a matter of just believing that God's able. I'm sure the Apostle Paul would believe that God was able. But you see, God was able to do it, but God was not willing to do it because it was not God's responsibility to do it. It was Paul's responsibility to do it. So let's close it out with this the scripture we started with. Recover yourself out of the snare of the devil. If you don't do it, God won't do it. But if you do it, God will stand behind everything you decree and declare as you act on the word of God. So don't let the devil run over you. Don't allow Satan to overcome you. Don't allow demons to harass you and harass your finances, harass you physically, spiritually. Take authority over them. In the name of Jesus, can you say amen? I appreciate so much you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Our offer this week, all this week, is offer number 7121. That's 7121. It's called The Chastening of the Lord. The single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. Offer number 7121, The Chastening of the Lord. Now let's look at what the Scripture says about this. In the 12th chapter of Hebrews is the key to it. 
verse 5 and 6. He said, You have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as to children. Now, that's the way you chasten a child, with words. Verse 6 says, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, scourges the ever son whom he receiveth. You know, Jesus said, Now you are clean through the word. And the word of God what cleans us up and changes us. Verse 7 says, If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Lord chasteneth not? In other words, if you're not a son, you won't receive chastening of the Lord. Because his chastening comes from the word. And unbelievers and wicked people will not receive the word of God as chastening. Verse 8 says, But if you be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers. Now when he says all are partakers, he's referring to all children. All the children of God are partakers of chastening and is chastened through his word. But if you're without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are you illegitimate children, not sons. In other words, if you're not chastened to the Lord through his word, then it's because you're not his son and you won't receive his word. The chastening of the Lord comes through his word. You know, Paul told the church at Corinth, I robbed other churches to do you service. Well, they'd rather be whipped with a stick than for him to said that. He chastened them with the word. That's offer number 7121. It's entitled, The Chastening of the Lord. Single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. The Chastening of the Lord. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you, the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Camps Ministries and our listeners in this area.